You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. It's Friday. It's Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. God, that song was the bop, wasn't it? The bop. Somebody said that in reader emails. Now it's stuck in my head. But yeah, to say I didn't just blast that song a few times in my car back in whatever year that was would be a lie. Anyway, it's Friday. Friday, Friday, getting down on Friday. Looking forward to the weekend, weekend. (laughs) I can't believe that was a song. Anyway, um, (laughs) this song. Uh, Anyway, we got a good show for you, and um, we'll get to that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's all you need. You don't need a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash realitysteve. All right. It's Friday. Friday, Friday. Getting down on Friday. What was the thing where she said <laughs> Friday is is the day after Thursday and it's the day before Saturday and Sunday comes after that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, all right. So I want to talk about a couple things here, namely uh, yesterday's exclusive in regards to Sally and... There was a clip for next week's episode that was released, and it said Tuesday the 11th. So technically, I guess, Sally won't be appearing until Tuesday's episode. And in that clip, it just shows her coming down uh, the steps, joining the cast. The women, some of them are like, what is she doing here? I think Genevieve is just like, did you speak to your ex? And Sally's like, what do you mean? How do you? And then she said, because Wells told us. So... He did. He tells the story, and then we are shown while Wells is telling the story of this reenactment that was just total BS. And, you know, when you think about it, I mean, just just think to the one total over-exaggeration where in Wells' description, he's saying that, yeah, a producer took her to her ex-boyfriend's house so she could talk to him, but Sally told the producer, if he sees you, he'll go crazy. Here, go hide in the trunk. And then, you know, the trunk was four hours. Let's just let's just say that that conversation happened, that Sally did not want her ex to possibly see that it was a producer that brought her over to his house to so she could tell him like hey I'm going to go do the show. And it was so important that no my ex cannot see you. Do you honestly think that the only thing Sally could have come up with or anybody could have come up with in that situation is hey climb in the trunk. Of course not. You would just tell her okay get in the car and just drive around the corner. I'll text you when I'm done. Like that's all it would take. 
So for anybody to possibly believe that somebody was put in a trunk for four hours is ridiculous. If she really didn't want her to see her ex to see the fact that she was with a producer, she would just tell her, hey, can you just take the car and drive around the corner and wait for me? That's all you would need to do. This, like, I, I get that they're trying to make it, you know, funny or whatever, but it wasn't funny. It made it seem like Sally was crazy and that they basically embarrassed a woman and for for a reason other than, you know, she didn't really cooperate with them. I mean, that's basically what this comes down to. They went out to get her because they felt like she wouldn't get on a plane. She did miss three flights, but they finally, you know, she finally went out there and she walked down the steps. And at that point, the damage had been done. She realized that she was getting embarrassed and she was like, I'm out of here. But even Wells, I saw, did an interview with, I think it was entertainment tonight. And he specifically said, you know, they asked him about that story that he told on the show Monday night And he said, this is what was told to us by a producer. How much of it is true? I don't know. 80%, 90%, we don't know. But that's what was told to us by the producer. So that's what I mean. Now Wells can feign innocence on this because he's just reporting what he was told. Kind of shady. Like if I'm Wells, like I said, I've never had an issue with Wells. He's just there for me. Um, He was just there on JoJo's season. Never really made a name for himself there. Um, wasn't involved in any drama. He had a very awkward one-on-one date, I remember. But I've never had an issue with Wells. He's, you know, he's whatever. However, he's on the company payroll. So he's going to do what they tell him to do. And they had him tell that story to the people on the beach. And in addition, so the viewers could watch a stupid skit to go along with it, participated in this. And now he's doing an interview saying how much of it is true? I don't even really know. 80%, 90%? I was just reporting what was told to me by a producer. So it's almost like me getting called out for reporting stuff without vetting any information. Clearly, Wells didn't vet anything. He just went with it. Okay, you told me this? It must be true. Now, if you put any thought into it, basically, especially this part about putting someone in a trunk for four hours... It just it never made any sense, if, but obviously he never questioned it. He's just being a good soldier and doing what he's asked. And it's like, okay, this is what I mean. Like, anytime you're dealing with somebody who's on the payroll, who's part of the franchise, who has a podcast that's linked to the franchise, I'm sorry. They're not credible. They're n- They're just not. They're going to say things that are going to protect the show. They might question some of the things, but they're not going to call out the show. The closest they came recently was when Becca and Michelle put out an extra podcast to address the fact that the show didn't cover Eric's blackface scandal on the After the Final Rose, and they they did seem bothered by that. So I guess that was good. That was a start. But in just hearing a clip yesterday from Clickbait, you know, Joe's talking about like, yeah, I don't know if I believe that, but whatever. They're not getting into the weeds of it and really digging in at the show saying, okay, that was wrong, what they did to Sally. 
they just accept it as, oh, you know, it's part of the entertainment of the show, and they probably exaggerate it a little bit. Well, if one of those things happened to them, do you think they would react that way? If Natasha or Joe or Tia, is Tia still on clickbait? I know she's six, seven months pregnant. Is she still doing clickbait? I'm assuming she is, but I'm just saying. If any of those three, which it would never happen because they're protected by the show because they have a official show podcast, but if one of them got an edit that was exaggerated and painted them in a negative light, do you think that would be their response and that's how they would cover it? No, they wouldn't. You and I both know that. But it's almost like they can't even put themselves in that position because they know they are protected by the show. And they don't have to worry about ever getting a negative edit. You know, they're not going back on the show, I don't think. Clearly, Joe is with Serena. And I doubt Natasha goes back on the show. So, it was just, it was comical to listen to this clip from Clickbait yesterday where they're discussing this. Like, yeah, it's probably exaggerated. And we don't know what producer does. And it's like, oh, God. I'm telling you. I'm never going to tell you to not listen to any other podcast. You can listen to whatever you want. That's fine. However, just know if you're listening to anything that's affiliated with the show, you're never going to get the full story. You're never going to get any behind-the-scenes stuff. You're never going to get any real thoughts on what goes on behind the scenes and what a producer does and what a producer says. But that whole thing with Sally as I reported in in yesterday's podcast and everything I shared was true. They did everything they could to make a giant storyline out of somebody that's literally on the show for probably less than 10 minutes on Tuesday's episode. They like, I, I can't believe these people are going out of their way that much to embarrass a contestant because why? Because she struggled with wanting to do the show, but That's the thing. You're never going to get your answer because no producer will ever do an interview and admit to doing any of that stuff. You'll never hear it again. The season will go on after Sally leaves on Tuesday's episode, and it won't be a thing. And that's fine. We're not going to harp on it for the whole season, but it's going to be relevant on Tuesday. So I'm just getting out in front of it and telling you this is what to expect. And as for the thing I brought up yesterday, this slippery slope of the contestants and doing stuff that producers tell you to do and people at home are just like, well, then nobody makes you do anything. And I think even clickbait brought this up. No producer can make you do anything and and make you say anything. And you can be like, yeah, they can. Because you all know, and I'm speaking to the hosts of these shows, you all know that the whole point of going on these shows, don't give me your bullshit about trying to find love. Your whole point of going on the show is to get as much camera time as possible, stay as long as possible, be relevant in the franchise, because that can lead to opportunities, right? I don't think anybody is speaking out of turn saying that. If you find love, that's a bonus. But most people just want to go on, be relevant, get a good edit, because then it can lead to more Instagram followers and it can lead to opportunities. Okay, we get that. But so to sit there and say a producer can't make you say anything or do anything, well, they kind of can. Because if they ask you to do something or they ask you to say something and it's followed up with, well, you're not getting a rose then if you don't. Well, we're going to give you a bad edit if you don't, which is things that they absolutely 100% have said to contestants in the past, whether it's on Bachelor, whether it's on Bachelorette, 
or whether it's on Bachelor in Paradise. They absolutely have said that to contestants. I've heard it firsthand from the contestants who have told me over the past 10 years I've been covering this show. The amount of times that I've heard it is overwhelming. So, yes, it's very easy for a protected person like Joe or Natasha or Mike or Brian to sit there and say the producers can't make you say anything. Or Nick, next one of Nick's favorite things. You can't make you say anything. Can't make you do anything. Yeah, they can. Because they can threaten you with bad edit, you're going home, no food, no sleep. And when you are that person and you're going on the show and you want to be liked and you want to do, you don't want to get on a production's bad side, what are you going to do? You're going to do what they tell you to do. I mean, that's the way it goes. I've always said this. If you don't know how to play the game, you're not going to last on this show. you got to play the game. And the game is you just kind of got to give in and do what they say. But no, by doing that, it can lead to things like this. And people like some of the women who participated in the opening up of the suitcase immediately apologizing to Sally off camera and off air. Admitting essentially they had to because production told them to. Um, I want to move on to I watched the love boat. The real love boat is what it's called on CBS. Uh, it airs Wednesday nights right after Survivor. And I got to say this. <laughs> you know, yesterday I said, hey, can we get a doc or gopher or Isaac? Uh, where are they? Well, <laughs> Isaac was on the show. The original Isaac from the love boat made a cameo on the real love boat. I don't know if Gopher and Doc are still alive, but apparently Isaac is because he was there. You know, they gave him a little cameo. I don't know if it's going to be every episode. I don't know. I don't understand it. But here's what I'll say for the love boat. It's a, you know, it's a silly summer dating show. It's basically Love Island on a boat. It's really all it is. But when you have other reality shows where you have Survivor, which has a million dollar prize, and you have Love Island, which I don't even know what their prize is, but it's decent money, right? You got Big Brother, that's $750,000. When I watched the first episode of The Love Boat and Charlie O'Connell, who still, to this day, it's just hilarious to think that he was the chubby kid in Stand By Me. (laughs) It just boggles my mind that he was, I forget his name in the movie, Stand By Me is one of the all-time classics from the mid-80s, but wow. That's so funny to think that he was that kid. Anyway, and that his brother, um, oh, sorry, I I called him Charlie. Charlie is the one that was The Bachelor. Jerry O'Connell is the one married to Rebecca Romaine, right? Jerry O'Connell. Let me double check. I'm almost positive. Yeah, Charlie was The Bachelor, and Jerry O'Connell is the host of The Real Love Boat and married to Rebecca Romaine. So... Used to be Rebecca Romaine Stamos. She left John Stamos for Jerry O'Connell. Go figure that one out. Anyway, when he tells them the point of the show, and he says at the end of this thing, you can win $50,000 and a trip for two, it's just the stakes are nothing. It doesn't give me, I mean, I'm put it this way, I'm still going to watch it, but. <laughs> When you got all these other shows offering such bigger prize, hell, the challenge is offering a million dollars. 
Now, granted, it's been around, you know, 38 seasons or whatever, but $50,000? Seriously? <laughs> That's 25000 for each person. You take away taxes, they're walking with what? $13,000? <laughs> like, it's just, there's no stakes here. It's like, who cares? There's no prize, and you really want to see who wins this big thing. Amazing Race is another one, CBS show. They got a big prize, right? What's their... What's their winners get? Two fifty, five hundred thousand, fifty thousand for the real love boat winners? Come on, that's just embarrassing. Fifty thousand and a cruise, great. I'm glad I'm giving up my summer for this. It just, you know, but it is what it is. It's just a silly summer dating show, and I watched the first episode. It was whatever. I certainly like shows like Temptation Island or FY Island much better. Probably because they can get away with more being on uh, USA and HBO Max, respectively. But yeah, not the greatest. <laughs> there are better dating shows out there, but I'll watch it. You know, it entertained me for a little bit. And I want to end with this. Today starts the Major League Baseball playoffs. And it's the first time we've had this playoff format. There are six teams that make it in each league, but the first two seeds, the top two seeds get buys. So in the American League, the Astros and the Yankees drew buys. In the National League, the Dodgers and Brave drew buys. They don't reseed after the first round, and the first round is a best of three. They don't have this stupid one-game one card, one wildcard playoff, which I hated. So with one and two getting buys, three plays six and four plays five. But the lower-seeded teams, the three-seed and the four-seed, get a three-game home series. Like if you're the five or the six, you don't get a home game. And there's no travel. There's no off day. It's just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. you got four series that all start today. They will all play again tomorrow. And then some teams that win the first two, they've won the series. I'm guessing one of these series goes to three games. I I can't imagine we're going to have four two-game sweeps. But, you know, the Guardians are hosting the Rays. The Jays are hosting the Mariners. And in the National League, the Cardinals are hosting the Phillies. And the Mets are hosting the Padres. And there's no reseeding. So one will play four after the first round. So the Dodgers are going to play the Mets or the Padres. And two will play um, two will play, you know, the three and six winners. So the Braves will play the Cardinals and the Phillies. And in the American League, the Astros are going to play the winner of the Jays and Mariners. And the Yankees are going to play the winner of the Guardians and the Rays. Here's what I'll say about this. The Major League Baseball playoffs are the biggest coin flip in all of baseball. The Los Angeles Dodgers, my favorite team, the only one of two teams that I openly root for, having grown up in Southern California, the only two teams I've openly root for in my life have been the Dodgers and the Lakers. That's it. I mean, I I follow them from afar now, but I have the Major League Baseball extra innings package, so I watch Dodger games at times late at night, and I have the NBA full court package, so I'll watch Laker games when I can when they're not on national TV. And, you know, I'm a fan. I don't I don't live and die. It doesn't change my attitude, and it doesn't change my mood for the day if they win or lose. But, you know, the Dodgers have dominated the National League West for the last nine years. They've won eight of the last nine years, and the one year they didn't win it was last year when they won 104 games still. And they somehow ended you know, they got second place because the Giants won 105, or maybe it was 104 and 103. But my point being is, The Dodgers have been a great regular season team, and they've got a great front office, and they spend a lot of money, and it's exactly what you'd want from a baseball team that your ownership cares about putting a good product on the field, and the Dodgers do. The problem is a 162-game season has absolutely nothing to do with the playoffs. 
Like if you told me the Seattle Mariners are going to win the the World Series this year, I'd be like, wow, that's a great story. Like anybody can win because while the Dodgers did finish 111 and 51, 60 games over 500, and outscored their opponents by over 300 runs, none of that matters starting today. It doesn't. We've seen that for the last nine years. The Dodgers have been a dominant team in the National League, and they've won one World Series. And you know what that one was? 2020, when it was a 60-game regular season. Now, the playoffs were the same format, and they still had to win four series or three series in the playoffs. So I'm not taking it away from them, but when the only World Series you've won out of all these dominant NL West wins was on a 60-game season during the pandemic, it's like, come on. Let's actually win one when you play a full season and then get to the playoffs. And they're hurting. They won 111 games with so many injuries. Their starting staff is just beat up right now. So they're not a lock to win. And if you're a betting person like myself, while I want the Dodgers to win, I'm not going to put money on them to win because they're the they're favored. I think, well, the Astros might be favored. The Dodgers are second. But, I mean, they need to win one of these. They need to cash in, especially when you win 111 games, 60 games over 500, but it doesn't matter because their first series against the winner of the Mets Padres is going to be a seven-game series. I think the NLDS is seven games. Yeah, those are seven-game series. All it takes is you to go three and four in a a seven-game stretch, and you're done, which is very possible, you know? And baseball is so fickle because all it takes is one or two hot pitchers on another team, and you're screwed. And the Mets petrify me with Scherzer and DeGrom. So I hope the Padres get by the Mets because the Dodgers have owned the Padres. Granted, it's been in the regular season, and they beat them the year they won the World Series. They beat them in the playoffs as well. But, I mean, I'd like to see the Dodgers win it all, but I have – it's not like I have no faith, but I'm just like, it doesn't matter what I think. I can't be like, wow, look at them. They won 111 games. Who's going to beat them? Um, Anybody can beat them because it's one series to seven games. And even if you push it to a seventh game and you lose, you just went three and four over a seven-game stretch. Every team in the playoffs probably had a seven-game stretch this season where they went three and four or even two and five. So who's to say that can't happen in the playoffs? That's why the Major League Baseball playoffs are such a crapshoot. That's why you've seen so many teams in the past, wild card teams, win the World Series. I don't know what the number is, but plenty wild card, plenty of wild card teams have won the World Series. So it doesn't even matter what your seeding is, how many games you won during the regular season. Because if it did, if it did matter, then there wouldn't even be a playoffs. Why even play them? We would just award it to the team that won the most games. Like, okay, well, it's obvious you're going to win, so we'll just give you the title. No, you still have to get out there and play these series. And playoff baseball is so different. And I and I will admit this. This was the first season in a long time where I did not watch a lot of regular season baseball at all this season. I'd watch the Dodgers late at night sometimes, but I just wasn't dialed into baseball at all this season. So I can't even really say who I think is good. I mean, I read stats, but in terms of watching games, no. I just know who the players and the pitchers are, but you don't know. You do. You have no idea who's going to get hot during this. The Seattle Mariners haven't made, haven't made the playoffs in 21 years before this this run. 
Yeah, they're playing three games in Toronto. Who says they can't win two out of three in Toronto? Of course they can. I don't know if they will. You ask me who's going to win these series. I have no idea. My answer to you, flip a coin. Because you have a better chance of flipping a coin and picking the winner to these series than you do probably mapping out how the playoffs are going to go. That's just the way it is in baseball. It's such a crapshoot. When you get to the NBA playoffs, usually the better team advances. When you get to the NFL playoffs, uh, kind of a crapshoot as well because that's just one game. Anybody can beat anybody in any given game in the NFL. Baseball, mm, a lot of crapshoot because we've seen a lot of wild card winners win the World Series just based on a hot team or a hot pitching staff. And while I love the Dodgers and I want to see them win, I mean, I've, I've watched this. I've seen this song and dance for nine years. They dominate the regular season, and then something falls apart in the playoffs. And they just can't get the key hits. They can't get the key, you know, outs pitching-wise. And it it's just frustrating. So we'll see. I want them to do it. I'd love to see them do it. It, it would cap off one of the best seasons in the history of baseball if they win 111 games in the regular season, then end up winning it all. But we'll see. But it all gets started today with four series, so I'll be glued to the TV, flipping back and forth watching these series today. I hope you will too. Thank you all for tuning in. I hope you have a great weekend. I am judging Miss Dallas, despite the efforts of the losers over at Reddit trying to get me taken off the judging panel. Nice try. Didn't work. You're losers. And don't think I don't forget that. But I'm going to be judging that Saturday, Sunday. I'll be one of the judges for that, so I'm looking forward to that. It's a great opportunity. And I can't wait to do it. And we have great college football. We got pro football this weekend. We got these sporting events. Like this is going to be the next month or so in sports is going to be awesome because you got Major League Baseball playoffs, college and pro football, NBA starting at the end of the month, NHL starts next week. I mean, it is jam-packed. So I'm looking forward to it as a sports fan. Everyone enjoy your weekend, and I will talk to you Monday. See you!